Good morning, everyone. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. That the Lord has made. Let us rejoice. Be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. This is the day that the Lord has made. Good morning. Welcome to our church. We have a gift for our visitors. We have a gift for our visitors <laughs> out in the connection site, which is right out back. Straight out back, you'll see it written on the wall, connection site. And so if you are new with us, we welcome you this morning, and uh, we'd like to give you a gift out there. We also ask that everyone actually use the friendship card and write their name on it. Um, even, if you, even if we know you and we see you and we talk to you, it really does help. And if you have any prayer concerns, notes for us or in any way, put it on there as well. And that all goes in the offering plate later on. I just passed around a couple of clipboards and that is for our Niagara Falls dinner. Um, we serve the community dinner once every Thursday night for everyone in the Niagara Falls area. It's a free dinner and we couldn't be doing it without your support and your help. So please check out the clipboards that's going around for that. Let's pray. Actually, no, let's wait on that. I have other announcements. Let's just keep talking. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. So more announcements, actually. This Labor Day weekend, which means we're going to start Rally Day next Sunday, which means that all of our services are going to start at the regular times. Regular meaning 8.15, 9.30, and 11.15. It also means we're going to start kicking off all of our fall stuff, which means um, the youth Bible studies that meet on Sunday mornings, and uh, there's other Bible studies that are going to be kicking off, and then um, confirmation is going to be kicking off. So if you know anyone who's in sixth grade or up who hasn't been confirmed yet, um, they need to register for that. All youth and children were asking to register new every single year. So please make sure you do that. There are registration forms on the website and out at the uh, welcome desk out there as well. Um, also, there's one other thing. Um, the baby grand piano, we're actually getting a new piano. And this baby grand is available to anyone who would like it. You just need to make sure you can get it to your house. Uh, so if you can figure out how to take it, you can have it. Uh, but we are, we are blessed to be able to have a new baby grand um, being given to us. Um, also, these tables that are out in the, in the expansion here area, we see some strong people out here right now, and we could really use about five minutes of your time in taking those down and bringing them out to the, um, to the gym later on after service so that we can get all the carpets all fresh and clean to start off the fall season. So it's a lot of announcements, I know. Check out your little good news. It's all on there. We're basically kicking off and getting back in gear for the fall. Now let's pray. Lord, we thank you for the excitement and the opportunity to be able to gather together with your people. There's so much to be thankful for, Lord, and we pray that you'll be with us in this place. Fill us with your presence, with your Holy Spirit, Lord, that we may be so filled with your Spirit that we exude joy in everything we say and everything we do. 
May we be a blessing to each other and to you in everything in this worship service. May you be praised. Amen. Please stand if you're able as we sing together. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty. another with the peace of the Spirit. I'd like to invite any of the children to come on up. Any kids want to come on up? Come on, guys. All the kids are welcome to come on forward. Come on, yeah. Boy, good morning. 
Good morning. How is everybody today? Yeah, are you all ready to start back to school? Yeah, it's very exciting, isn't it? Very exciting time. Well, I've got a question for you. Who loves you? God loves you. Who else loves you in your life? Your parents love you. Who else loves you? Family? Anybody? Who else loves you? Jesus loves you. That's right. Very fine. Very fine. You know those people in your life who love you? How do they show it? What do they do to show you how much they love you? They do what? They care for you. What do they do to care for you? How? They make food. What else do they do? They buy clothes. What else do they do? Do they ever they send you to school? Do they ever give you a great big hug and a kiss? Do they ever let you climb up on their lap and read your story? Yeah? Not anymore, because you got too big, right? I know, I know, but can you remember? Can you remember when your mom or your dad used to scoop you up and swing you up really high in the air? Yeah? Isn't that neat? How does it make you feel? when somebody in your family, somebody you love very much, gives you a hug or gives you a kiss? Does it make you feel good inside? Does it make you feel like they're all warm and loved? Yeah. And you do things to show them that you love them too, right? Sure you do. Sure you do. And it gives everybody in the family a really nice, warm feeling inside, doesn't it? But you know... I know you said it already, that God loves you too. How do you show God that you love God? You pray, yeah. When we pray, we're talking to God and we're telling God how much we love him, right? That's very, very important because God wants to know how much we love him, just like we want to know how much God loves us. Isn't that true? Love is a wonderful thing, isn't it? That's very important. What would happen if you forgot to show your mom or your dad or your brothers and sisters or other people that you love, what if you forgot to show them that? What if you just didn't feel like doing it and you just didn't bother? How do you think that would make them feel? They would think, yeah, it would make them cry. That's right. It would make them feel like, like we don't care for them at all. We want the people we love to know we care for them, right? Yeah, that's important. And we always do that, don't we? Sure we do. Well, we want to show God how much we love God too. So let's make sure that we're praying. Let's make sure that we're obeying God. Let's make sure that we're listening for God's voice to tell us how much God loves us too. Should we pray? Dear God in heaven, we are grateful that you love us so much. We love you too. Forgive us for the times we forget to remind you that we love you. Help us to love you better and to love our families better and to love each other better because we know they love us so much. And so do you.
In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You can go off to church school. Hmm? Oh, were they thankful? Are they thankful? Do you want to share what you're thankful for? You can do that. I forgot all about it. See, my parents, stuff. my mom and dad, my sister and my brother, my cousins, friends and family, cousins. All right. Now, with all that joy and love in your heart, friends and family. Yeah, let's go off to church school. Good job, gang. Good job. thankful for children honestly just they, they are just such a blessing in our lives and watching them just be so filled with thankfulness for for everything and being able and willing to express that I, I am thankful that we have children in our lives that we can watch the children around us and see just a glimpse of heaven I am thankful for the many many blessings this gorgeous weather just our families our friends we could just count non-stop the blessing that God has given to us. And as we reflect on just how good God is, let's return our gifts, tithes, and offerings to the Lord.
for your many blessings, and we give back to you a portion of those blessings that they may be able to go out in the world and create a wonderful frenzy of excitement for you, that we may be able to change the world in your name. May these gifts be a blessing to create your kingdom, and may your kingdom come. We praise you, Lord, and may these gifts be a welcome thing in your sight. Amen. Please be seated. We have um, some concerns to share with you. Um, Jane Smith had a TIA, it's otherwise known as like a mini stroke. She's now fine. Um, she didn't have anything that happened because of that, but they're just keeping an observation on her. And uh, Peggy Hartman Lockwood, um, many of us know Peggy. Peggy uh, used to be our, the, a house, the person that did the custodial work around here and works with a little fish fries and she helps with the Nicaragua Bucket Project. And uh, she had a, a house fire that was quite severe and she and her husband are going to be um, having to live in a hotel. They're thinking for a good six months. Uh, it was that bad, but they are thankful and grateful that they made it out okay if it wasn't for the smoke alarms. Um, they wouldn't have, so check those batteries. Um, we do have many people on our hearts. Um, that we have kids going back to school. We have people who are struggling with um, all sorts of different diseases and going in for surgeries. Uh, we have families that are struggling. And there are so many things in our hearts that we know that God can heal. And so let's go to our great physician. Lord, we praise you and we come to you this day singing of your blessings, filled with joy for your mercy. We come to you humbly because we know you are the great physician and we know that you bring healing with your touch. We pray, Lord, for those on our hearts, those who are experiencing difficulties, there are people who are experiencing things physically, Lord, that they need your healing touch. May, may the disease be cast away. Be with doctors and nurses. Give them wisdom. And be with the people who are suffering and their families and surround them with your comfort and your peace and your strength. We pray for the children that are going off to school this week that you will be with them. Lift them up, carry them through, take away their anxiety, and help them to make new friends and make great choices. We pray for the young people that have gone off to college. We pray that you will fill them with your presence, that they may know that you are there with them, and help them to make wise and godly decisions. Give them a faith community where they are. Give them your support and your encouragement. We pray for our families. May you come in and just fill our families with your peace and your presence that we may grow closer to one another and closer to you. Open our eyes, open our ears, open our hearts to one another. Break the bonds of unforgiveness and bring healing to our families. Pray for healing for our nation, Lord, that is being torn apart. We pray for wisdom. May you give us your wisdom. May it be 
your way that we select in the fall. May you be a blessing in the lives of the leaders, that our leaders will be good and godly. Help us to choose with your wisdom. We pray for the healing of the nations. We pray for the healing of this world. Lord, it's a supernatural thing we're asking because we know we can't do it without you. But we pray that you will fill us with your peace, your presence, your strength, your courage, that we may go out in this world and make a huge impact in your name, that this world will be changed because of us. We thank you for the healing, and we thank you for your love. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now let's hear the word of the Lord. Good morning. Our scripture reading today is taken from the book of Romans, chapter 8, verses 5 to 16. Hear these words of the Lord. Those who live according to the flesh have their minds set on what the flesh desires, but those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. The mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the Spirit is life and peace. The mind governed by the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those who are in the realm of the flesh cannot please God. You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but you are in the realm of the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God lives in you. And if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his Spirit who lives in you. Therefore, brothers and sisters, we have an obligation but it is not to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the misdeeds of the body, you will live. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. The Spirit you received does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the Spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship. And by him we cry, Abba, Father, the Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we indeed are God's children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Thank you, Lori. Good morning. I have a question for you. 
Why don't you think about it? Why don't you think about it through the whole service, the whole rest of the worship time? Who are you? You are aware of how you identify yourself. Are you a husband or a wife? Are you a student? How about a good neighbor and friend? Or maybe you identify yourself by the work you do. Teacher, firefighter, a nurse, maybe an advertising executive, I don't know. Perhaps you think of yourself in terms of what you're good at or what you like to do. Maybe you're a really good softball player or a cook or a gardener. I'm a wife, a mother, an aunt, a dance teacher, and a pastor, among other things. But do any of those things we do, or any of those relationships that we have, identify the most important thing about who it is that we are? Are these the things about us that make us who we are? Or is there something more important? Is there something more basic, something that we each are, aside from all of those other things and all those other people? The reading we just heard from Paul's letter to the Romans tells us that by the Spirit, Christians cry, Abba, Father, to the God who loves us so much that he sent his son to die for our sins. Christians cry, Abba, Father, to the one who sent the Holy Spirit to live in us so that we can know we are God's children. So we can have the power of God in us to set us free from sin and we are God's children before we are any of those other things. Isn't that awesome? But it's such a huge idea to grab onto. It's such a huge idea to try and wrap our heads around. What does it mean? Where do our day-to-day -day lives fit into this immense idea of the God of all creation being our Father and us being God's children. Knowing and understanding who we are in Christ is the first most important thing we can know in this life. Before we knew Christ, we were lost people whose minds were only able to understand things as they are in this temporal world, for all the beauty of this world that God has made. Just look out the windows. I love these windows because we can see out and people can see in. We can see the beauty God has made in this world. But this world is also filled with trouble. The world is also filled with lies world is also filled with misinformed opinions about God. 
Because we don't fully understand, we often want, and we often do, things that make us very different from the way God intended us to be. When we realize our need to be saved from evil forces in the world, we can learn and accept that Jesus Christ is the way to know the truth of God. And we can have a blessed life for people who are Christians. The Holy Spirit enters us and we become God's children. Children of a good father. Children of our Father in heaven. This same Holy Spirit, the scripture tells us, who raised Jesus from the dead, now gives us new life, eternal life, the life that belongs to children who are first and foremost the dearly beloved children of their God, their Father who is in heaven. Because we have the Holy Spirit, Abba, Father, is both a term of endearment and an acknowledgement of the truth that comes up, it bubbles up from out of our own spirits as we realize who we are in relationship to God. You know, even if we don't actually say the words, Abba, Father, it might be a little strange, a little unfamiliar to us. They might not be part of our normal way of speaking. But the feeling, the sense of comfort and trust, the warm knowing of God comes up from us as we spend time with our loving Heavenly Daddy. As a child, I remember how proud I was to be my dad's daughter. Do you remember talking with other kids about your dad? who your dad was, or your mom, how proud you might have been of who your parents were and who they were to you. Um, sometimes it was about strength. Remember, my dad can beat up your dad. Sometimes it was about their jobs. My dad's a teacher. Well, my dad's a doctor. Well, my dad's a plumber, and if you didn't have my dad doing his job, you wouldn't have any water in your house. We would talk all about those things, those different things that made our parents special to us. Sometimes it was the things we did together in our families, like going fishing together or for a hike, maybe for a trip to the zoo. Being sure of our parents' love and the love of other people in our lives who were important to us motivates us to want to do things that demonstrate that love that we have for them. Things like spending time together, enjoying one another's company, and caring for each other, like the children said earlier. Knowing that God loves us dearly, we respond to God out of love. We are moved to want to please God by the way we live our lives. It's the love relationship between us and God that keeps us from desiring sin. And when 
for whatever reason, we allow ourselves to be distracted from God by the things of this world. And we do things that God calls sin. It's the love God has for us that brings us back and makes everything right. I remember the day as an adult that I came to know that love relationship with God. It was God's love pouring out on me, pouring out into me, not because of anything I had done, but just because God loved me. I enjoyed the sense of belonging, of being sure of God's love for me. But over time, I got busy. I got busy with family stuff. I got busy with work stuff. I even got busy with church stuff. It always catches me by surprise that I can be distracted from God by doing church stuff. I can get so busy sometimes doing church that I lose track of where God is in all of it. I lose the sense of who I am in Christ. I lose the sense of what it means to be God's beloved child. Now, church is a very important part of our Christian life. Please don't get me wrong. God reminds us through Paul that we are not to neglect regularly coming together to worship God as the body of Christ, as the family of God. James reminds us that our faith doesn't account for anything if it doesn't cause us to do God's work of service in this world. But we can become so focused on the busyness of church, so focused on the immediate desires of the rest of our life, the demands that are all around us, that we can forget where God is in the midst of it all. We can forget about God. But God never forgets about us. And God never gives up God's love for us or gets tired of us or gets so irritated with us that God says, I'm done here. I'm going to find someone who loves me back. God's love is true. God's love is faithful. God's love is unconditional. God's love for people came before we ever even had the opportunity to try to become deserving of it. People can't earn God's love. In fact, the very nature of God's love is that because God loves us, we are valuable to God, not the other way around. Let me say that again. The fact that God loves us is the very thing that makes us valuable to God. None of us have done anything that God saw, and so God said to himself, wow, that thing you did was really cool. I love you because you did that. 
God's love for us is actually what creates our values. And God's love for us is what makes us able to respond to God and to love God and to love each other. John wrote, we love because God first loved. Do you ever lose track of an important relationship? Oh, with your spouse or your kids or maybe a good friend? You're around each other and together, but you're really not in relationship? I mean, we can be right there. You can be right there in the same room with them and not really be paying attention to them. We lose touch with who we are to them and who they are to us, even in the midst of doing all kinds of things for them. We get ourselves into a mindset that convinces us that we have to be doing something in order to be of value to other people. And that, by the way, they should be reciprocating. Rather than simply loving others for their own sake, we sometimes love for our own gain. We love by doing and forget to rest in the being of the relationship, then we wind up losing our most basic connection to other people. We do it with God, too. Remember the story of Jesus visiting Mary and Martha's house? I'm sure you do. Martha was busy cleaning up and preparing food and making everybody else comfortable. That was just her thing. I think it was how she derived her sense of value to other people. Mary, on the other hand, was simply resting. She was spending time with Jesus because she knew that time together with him was precious. And she didn't want to be distracted from it, even if it meant that she wasn't doing things that would make Jesus' visit more comfortable. Martha was getting angry. Mary was at peace. Love. Love is a place of peaceful being. Deep down inside of us. There's a passage in Revelation that speaks of losing the depth of love for God that we had at first. It's the lack of that time of quiet, that time of just being with God that causes us to forget, to lose that depth of love, to forget who we are in Christ. In the busyness of doing church and doing family stuff and doing school and doing everything else, I had forgotten who I am. This is a very recent thing. I viewed myself only in terms of what I was doing that was visible for people to see. That kind of showed them, yeah, she's around and she's, she's doing what she should be doing. I didn't even realize that that was what had happened. And I'll bet none of the people in my life were aware of it either. I thought everything was fine. 
I was praying and reading my Bible and doing all the things I normally did. Then on Father's Day this past June, I went to visit a church that I hadn't been to in many years. It was the church where I first got to know Jesus as an adult when I first came to Christ. And it's one of those churches where you're raising your hands and jumping around, people are dancing in the aisles and singing and shouting and you know, all that good stuff. And as we were singing and worshiping God, I realized at one point in one of the songs that I was remembering the essence of my being. I am a child of God. God is a good father who loves me more than anybody on the planet could possibly love me. And there's nothing more important than that. All that I do in this world that's any good at all comes out of knowing that and living in it. God's love for me defines my being. Being a beloved child of God is my identity, and it's the only identity that I need, that I am loved by God, is who I am, and it's who you are too. I want to share a video with you of the song that touched my heart, the song that the Holy Spirit used to open me up to remembering who I am because of God's love. Listen um, and sing along if you like a little bit. It's up to you. It's not a hard song to learn. Um, but just feel free to, to listen to the words. Listen especially to the part about who you are as a beloved child. Oh 
Sometimes just singing it once or twice doesn't quite get through. It gets to your head, but not to your heart. And so I'm standing there with my hands raised, and I'm singing. It's who you are. It's who you are. It's who you are, and I'm loved by you. It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. Got it back. I remember. And I was flooded with joy, and God wants you to get it too. So I want you to say it with me. I want you to tell yourself the truth of who you are in Christ. Say it with me. I'm loved by God the Father. It's who I am. I am loved by God the Father. It's who I am. I am loved by God the Father. It's who I am. I want you to turn to the people around you. Turn to somebody and say to your neighbor, you are loved by God. It's who you are. You are loved by God. It's who you are. How does that feel? Where are you now? How close to God are you now? 
you closer than when you walked in the door? Not really. God's always with you. God never leaves you or forsakes you. God is always right there with you. It's the lack of being aware of it that makes us feel unlike this. I like being loved. I like that sense of love. Do you feel it? It's everywhere. We are together now. We are the family of God. Amen? And our God is woven in us and through us and around us and binding us together with that love. What a blessing. Church, take time to be at rest with God. It makes it a whole lot easier to hold on to the truth of who we are in Christ. Next week, Pastor Tom is going to be beginning a series on David's life. David was an amazing biblical character who knew how to hold on to the love of God. He wasn't very different from all of us. He had trouble with sin, too. He had trouble with the stuff of life. But his deep relationship with God makes him a wonderful example of faith and of the way God's love gets poured out into people. When David knew that he had really messed up, he was aware that he had sinned against God. Just knowing that is what drove David to repentance every time. Every time. David grew in faith because he grew deeper in knowing and loving God throughout his entire lifetime church. Each of us needs to continue to grow in God's love too. Make time to grow in Christ. Read your Bible. Spend time in prayer. Get into a Bible study where you can be with your brothers and sisters in Christ and you can all encourage one another in God's love and say to one another, you are loved of the Father. It's who you are. God's love has touched your life. Do you really want to let yourself forget Heavenly Father, we love you. And we know we sometimes miss it. We forget to keep you with us. We forget that we are your dearly beloved children. That causes us to do things that we shouldn't do. And it causes us to forget about doing things that we really should be doing, that would bring you glory. Forgive us, Lord. Help us, Lord. We want to stay in love with you because we know you're always in love with us. In Jesus' name we pray. God loves you so much. Before he, he even knew what sin was, God sent Jesus to be able to save us so that we could be, be restored to that relationship with God. If God has touched your life this morning, stand and tell him how much. Stand and proclaim it in song. Join us as we sing.
The Lord be with you. Lift up your heart. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing, always and everywhere, to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through the prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. Your spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, and he gave thanks to you, and he broke the bread. And he said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, and he gave thanks to God, and he said, this is the blood of the new covenant, my blood poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink of this offering in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Now let us pray the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. 
and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Will those who are serving please come forward? Everyone is welcome. If you love God, repent of your sin, and seek to live in peace as a child of Christ, you are welcome. You are welcome. So come to the table. You don't have to ever have been here before. If you are seeking Christ in your heart, come to the table.
And take down those tables and some of those chairs and just take them down the ramp to the gym, yeah? Yeah, we should be able to get this done in like two minutes, right? All right, praise God. You know that song? It was not the first time this summer, well, it was the first time, it wasn't the last time this summer that I wound up being confronted and overwhelmed by this song. See, when we went out to camp, I um, was asked at the last minute to take the place of the person who was supposed to direct Vacation Bible School out there. I've done it before. She took over for me. But she put together the BBS program, and because of the new job, couldn't make it. And so they said, would you take it? Would you do it? What was one of the songs that she had planned, that I heard and sang with all those kids every single day for five days during our Vacation Bible School out of camp? It's who I am. It's who I am. It's who I am. 
and it's who you are too. It's who you are. Hang on to that love. Hang on to that knowledge of who you are in Christ so that God's love shines through you wherever you go because that's the purpose of God's love, to share it with others. Amen? Amen. Amen. Go in peace in Jesus' name. Thank you.